What follows is message three of five of the Spring 2015 College Conference, recorded Saturday, February 28, 2015 in Latham Springs, Texas. Conference title is God's Complete Salvation in Romans. Message title is Regeneration, the Commencement of God's Complete Salvation in Its Organic Aspect. Welcome to all the bunch of uh, Lubbock. Glad you made it. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, tonight, uh, this is uh, <clears throat> very, it's a very short meeting, and um, I have two main things I would like to um, share with you. Number one, and that is according to uh, the general subject of this conference, God's complete salvation uh, according to or in the book of Romans. So I would like, number one, present a panoramic view of how this complete salvation fits in the panorama of God's eternal purpose. That's number one. Okay? Then, number two, I would like to spend a few minutes in the short outline that you have on regeneration. As I will explain later on, it is my deep burden that everybody in this room, it doesn't matter if you are a student, a staff member, or a community saint, I really would like for everyone in this room to be able to speak the essential truth concerning regeneration. What you have in your hands, that outline with seven points, comprises what we may refer to as the essential truth concerning regeneration. So these two things. Okay. So, first of all, the panoramic view of God's complete salvation in the context of His eternal purpose. I would like to begin by using this verse in Psalms 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, and before you gave birth to the earth and the world, Indeed, from eternity to eternity, you are God. Okay? So I would like to draw here the two eternities. We have eternity past, and then we have eternity future here. So from eternity to eternity... You are God. And the verse is Psalms, verse 90, chapter 90, verse 2. Because we have a God who is full of purpose. He made an eternal purpose, which is referred to in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 11. And that verse says, according to the eternal purpose which he made in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 3.11. So his purpose runs from eternity past to eternity future. 
all the way throughout the time and ages. And for his purpose, he created man. Actually, according to the book of Revelation, he created all things according to his will. But for his purpose, he created man. Okay? And he created man, right here, creation, in Genesis 1.26, God created man in his image, according to God's likeness, so that this man may express God for eternity. That's the reason man was created. But we know that just after a little while of being created, because he was tempted by Satan, this man fell. And not only one time, but if you read the book of Genesis, you can see man's fall in chapter 3, further down in chapter 4, in chapter 6, in chapter 11, and so forth. So, because he joined Satan, because he was indwelled now by sin, man was going to partake of that which was created for the devil and his angels, and that is the lake of fire. So he was going down to this big splash right here in the lake of fire. Which according to Matthew 25, 41, was created not for man. The lake of fire was not created for man. It was created for the devil and his angels. But man voluntarily, willingly joined Satan and his evil intent. So his destiny was going to be to share that which was prepared for him. But God has a purpose. And he will not be stopped from accomplishing his purpose. So he comes in and after... Even though these men who sinned and became useless for God's purpose, and in the words of Romans chapter 3, verse 23, all, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were created for God's glory. That is, we were created for God's expression. But now because of sin indwelling us and rendering us useless, we are short of God's glory. And our destination is the lake of fire. But God has a purpose, so he comes in and establishes a solid base right here. God puts a stop, a halt, a divine halt to man's fall. And that is judicial redemption. That's the first aspect of God's complete salvation. So you can write there on your paper the word judicial. This is a solid base. It gives us a solid standing. And it gives God the right to do what he intends to do from the very beginning. So right here you have the cross of Christ. Right? It was accomplished through the death of his son on the cross. Right there. 
Man doesn't need to go any you know, further down. There is a divine hold right there. A solid base. But God's purpose is right here. Not here. That's why there is a second step of God's complete salvation. And there is a marvelous U-turn from the fall back to God's eternal purpose. And I want you to see those verses in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. I believe you have them on page 16 of your packet. Is that right? You have the verses. Romans 5. One and two. Therefore, having been justified, justified, right here, is referring to God's judicial redemption. What was accomplished here through Christ's judicial redemption on the cross was forgiveness, was justification, was reconciliation. These things. Forgiveness. Justification, reconciliation, all these things were accomplished by Christ. You can write the word here for us on the cross. Therefore, I'm coming back to Romans 5. Therefore, having been justified out of faith, we have peace toward God. You know, in the Garden of Eden, we saw last night, Adam and Eve were hiding from God. Now, through Christ's judicial redemption, we have peace toward God. To Him, to His eternal purpose. Right? Through, through a wonderful person. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not only so. Through whom we also have obtained access. Into this grace. And grace here is the very triune God process to be our enjoyment. No longer he is our judge. He becomes our enjoyment. And in this grace we stand. And if that is not enough to cause us to jump out of our chair. It says, and we and we boast. There is a boasting here. And that word can be rendered exalt. E-X-U-L-T. Exalt. Exalt literally means to leap for joy. To dance for joy. We boast because of the hope of the glory of God. Listen to that. Because of the hope of the glory of God. We are going back to God's original intention. We are being brought to God's glory, that is, to God's expression. And here comes the second aspect of God's complete salvation. You can write the word organic right here. Now you have to compare, you have to compare. Um, those two verses, Romans, Romans 3 and Romans 5, to see the U-turn. In Romans 3, we sin and fall short of the glory of God. 
In Romans 5, we are boasting because of the hope of the glory of God. We are going back. Brothers and sisters, there is a wonderful U-turn here. God's complete salvation brings us back to the eternal purpose of God, which is to have an expression of himself. So, these things right here, let's see. We have, first of all, regeneration, okay, as part of God's organic salvation. Then, and I will cover this tonight, then Tim, in the meeting tonight, he's going to touch the matter of sanctification. And tomorrow, I ask you, don't miss that meeting. I'm looking forward to that meeting, is that God is building us up together. And these things are carried out, not for us, but in us, and with us, mainly by and in the spirit of life. So you see the two aspects, judicial redemption and organic salvation, to bring us back to the horizontal line of God's eternal purpose. Actually, when this line that goes upward touches the horizontal line of God's purpose, that's what we, when we have the kingdom right here, the kingdom. And then after 1,000 years, we are ready for eternity future. As the new Jerusalem... To express God for eternity. How about that? This is God's complete salvation in the panoramic view of God's eternal purpose. I think God is an awesome God. Nothing will stop Him. Even our sin and our sinful nature will not stop Him. You know, we are sinners not just because of the sins, plural, in our conduct, but also because we have become a constitution of indwelling sin, singular. No problem. I have good news. For those two things, God has a complete salvation. Redemption, right here, redemption, takes care of your sins, plural. This deals with the sins in our conduct. But to save us from the indwelling sin is not by the blood of Christ. It's not judicial redemption that God uses. It's actually his organic salvation to release us from our sin, singular, the indwelling sin. No problem. Praise the Lord for God's complete salvation. Amen. So, this is... The panoramic view, I hope you love this. And now, in just a few minutes, we are going to come to our second burden, okay? Which is related to the outline that you have. How about we turn to that outline? Okay. Okay.
There is a reason the outline that I wrote for this message is very short. And that has to do with God's way to carry on his purpose from generation to generation. I was a generation, and now I see all these young people here as the next generation. And there must be, God must secure a way to pass on his New Testament ministry to pass on the truth that he has recovered for us from one generation to another. This is clearly expressed by Paul to his spiritual child, Timothy, in his second epistle, chapter 2, verse 2. I hope you all memorize that verse. And the things, Paul says, the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, these commit to faithful men who will be competent to teach others also. You see, Paul to Timothy, Timothy to faithful men, and faithful men to others also, and so on and so forth. Okay? That's in chapter 2. But what makes it very practical, right, because Paul spoke many things to Timothy, is expressed in chapter 1, verse 13. So, for Second Timothy... Chapter 2, verse 2, to be workable, to be practical, you need 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 13. And that verse, in Darby's, Darby's translation, says that hold an outline of sound words which you have heard from me. Yes, Timothy, I have spoken to you many things. But so that you can pass this to others, you must have a summary, an outline of all these words. And brothers and sisters, I have an outline for you. Now you should be perfected. You should be equipped to, to speak these things, to teach others concerning regeneration in seven simple points. You have the meaning of regeneration. You have the need of regeneration. You have the basis of regeneration. You have the aging of regeneration, the means of regeneration, the place of regeneration, the result of regeneration, and the goal of regeneration. All these seven points you should be able to pass on to others. And that is my desire in this meeting. And I hope the Lord will give me time for you to practice these seven points. I really want everybody in this room, even the staff members. I know we have heard these things many times in many ways, but I want you to be able to speak to somebody else regeneration in these seven points because this outline is the essential truth concerning regeneration. Okay, so I'm going to go through this outline in very simple words, I will ask you something. Because of the exercise we're going to have in a few minutes, you must have a pen. 
And you must write key sentences as I am speaking related to each of these seven so that when you are practicing, you hit the main points. You, for instance, you talk about the meaning of regeneration and you attach a sentence there, okay? And you must remember the references. You have no idea how much I struggle to cut a lot of verses and give you one verse and not even the whole verse, half a verse. So that you can remember it. You can have it. Oh, it will be wonderful when you are on your campuses that you will be able to feed, shepherd, teach somebody else concerning regeneration. Okay, so let us begin. Number one, <clears throat> that's the meaning of regeneration. Read John 3, verse 3. Go. Okay, the meaning of regeneration is to be born anew, to be born again. And that is to receive the divine, uncreated, eternal, indestructible life of God in addition to the life that we already have. Regeneration, listen carefully, does not involve the reformation of our human life, or the improvement of our human life. Regeneration is not a turning over of a new leaf. It's, that is having a new beginning in your human life. The meaning of regeneration is to receive the eternal life of God and being born of this life to become a child of God. That's the meaning of regeneration. Do you get it? is to receive the eternal life of God, is to be born of this life, to become a child of God. And this birth is neither a symbolic birth nor a metaphorical birth. It is an actual birth in spirit of the Spirit of God. That's the meaning of regeneration. Okay, so I'm going to try to speak I know I have an accent, okay? Although I, I don't realize it, but I know I have an accent. Uh, I told you before, I, I, I feel I'm speaking perfect American English. Um, I hope my accent is not a hindrance to you. I'm going to try to speak slow and clearly so that you can write down the main things concerning each point, okay? So, number two, the need of regeneration. Go ahead and read John 10.10. 10. Okay, some people think that we need regeneration <clears throat> because we are fallen and sinful. But that is only a secondary part of the truth. Of course, we are fallen and sinful, and we need to be redeemed, and we need to be enlivened by God. But that is not the primary reason for us to be regenerated. The primary reason for us to be rege regenerated is not that we are sinful, but that we are natural. And that is that we lack the life of God. So that is the real need of regeneration. Even if mankind had never 
fallen. Man still needs regeneration because he only possesses the human created natural life. And he must receive God's life to be regenerated. That is the need of regeneration. And that's why that verse is there. The Lord Jesus clearly says why he has come. Okay? Then, number three, we go to the basis. Go ahead and read Romans 8.10. Very good. Okay. So, the basis of regeneration is justification by grace through faith. That is the basis. Justification is the basis, as you can see in the diagram. Justification is the basis for regeneration. It is an, a big mistake to think that in logical order, regeneration precedes justification. The opposite is true. Justification precedes and is a basis for regeneration. God will not dispense himself into unclean vessels. And the verse here says that it is because of righteousness that our spirit, our regenerated spirit, has become life. So the basis of regeneration is justification. Justification is a marvelous matter. When, you, when God justifies you, it's as if you have never sinned. Could you believe? In the eyes of God, once He justifies you, based upon what Christ did on the cross, is as if you have never sinned. When you are justified, your righteousness, listen to this carefully, your righteousness before God cannot be improved because your righteousness is Christ himself. That's why God, after you are justified, is free to dispense his life into you so that you can be regenerated. Oh, we have such a solid basis. Justification. Okay? So that's the basis. Then we have number four. The agent of regeneration and the means of regeneration. Okay, go ahead and read brothers, 1 Corinthians and sisters, Galatians. Go. Very good. So... Here is very clear in 1 Corinthians 15.45 that the agent, and that is the word agent is used here in the sense of someone who is capable of producing a certain effect. That's the agent of regeneration. The agent of regeneration is the life-giving spirit. And the means of regeneration is faith. Two things. The Spirit here is the process and consummated triune God reaching us to have contact with us and to impart the divine life into us. Therefore, we are born or we are regenerated of, out of this agent. He is the agent of regeneration. 
then corresponding to the operation of the life-giving spirit as the agent of regeneration is our faith. That is, our God-given capacity to believe in Christ. And only those who have faith can believe in Christ, receive the Spirit, and be born of God. Our believing ability, even our action of believing in the Son of God, is totally dependent upon God's gracious gift of the precious faith by which we believe in Christ, receive the Spirit, and are regenerated. You got it? Okay. Then we go to the place. Go ahead and read John 3, 6. Okay. Very good. Where is the place of regeneration? Where regeneration, the new birth, our regeneration does not occur in the soul or even in the heart. Right? Actually, it occurs in our human spirit. The organ that was created by God in us to contact, to receive, to contain the spirit. And those who who think that the spirit and the, and the soul are the same thing, will never be clear about the place of regeneration in particular, and neither of the subject of regeneration in general. But the Bible clearly reveals that we have a human spirit, that the human spirit is different from the soul, and that it is our spirit that is born of God, the Spirit. Okay? Then we go to the result. So that's the place. Then the result. How about you read all together John chapter 1, verses 12 and 13. Go. Very good. Okay. The result of regeneration is that we become children of God, possessing God's life and God's nature. And listen, brothers and sisters, there is no greater miracle than the marvelous divine birth in our spirit. When we are regenerated, God is not just God our creator. He becomes our father. And we are no longer just his creatures. We become the children of God. So to be children of God with God's life and God's nature is the marvelous result of being regenerated. Okay? Then finally, we come to the goal. How about all together? Romans 8.29. Go. Okay, the goal of regeneration is not 
that we are saved from sin and then be adopted by God to spend eternity in heaven. That is not the goal of regeneration. The goal of regeneration is not that we are saved from sin, then adopted by God, and spend eternity in heaven. No. The goal of regeneration is the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose. That is to have many sons conform to the image of Christ for God's corporate expression. So from eternity, God had the intention to create man in his image. And that this man will be regenerated so that for eternity, man will be the new Jerusalem for God's corporate expression. As creatures of God who have fallen and become sinful. We have been redeemed, and we have been regenerated, and we are being sanctified, and we are being built up for God's corporate expression. This is the goal of regeneration. And these seven points comprise the essential truth concerning regeneration. Seven points. We have the meaning. We have the need. And if there is a need, there must be a basis. Then, after Christ's resurrection, he becomes the agent of regeneration, the life-giving spirit. And the means of regeneration is our God-given faith. The place of regeneration is not our soul, is not our heart, right? You remember the three parts of man, right? The place of regeneration is our human spirit. The result of regeneration is that we become children of God with God's life and nature. And then the goal of regeneration is God's, the fulfillment of God's eternal purpose, to have a corporate expression of himself. So you have the points, you have the short verses, and now we're going gi- to give you some time to practice these seven points. I really mean it. I want everybody in this room. I don't, I don't care how old you are how young you are. I want to see you speaking this essential truth to others. Then God has a way. You have to treasure that outline. Regeneration. Where is regeneration? Yeah, yeah, you know. This is, it comes out like an alphabet soup. Oh, a lot of things. What about seven clear points with short verses? And you can speak them. Not this old guy here. You, my young brother, you, 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 sister, speaking these things. Now, what we want to produce, I'm going to, I ask a, a couple of brothers to give us like a pattern of what 
I want you to practice. Okay, so two, who are the two? Okay, Ty and Trevor, I mean Connor. Okay, so yeah, they have two or three minutes at most. Okay, so do, you, do we have that mic? Okay. Go ahead. So the meaning of regeneration is to be born again. It's to have and receive the divine, indestructible, incorruptible life of God in us. It is not a life of improving ourselves, but a life of God receiving, uh, receiving God's life in us. And uh, but why do we need regeneration? We need regeneration not because we are just sinful natured, but we are natural. We lack the life of God. We need his abundant life. And the basis that which regeneration stands on is the solid foundation of justification. Justification by grace through faith is how we can enter into regeneration. This is the foundation, the standing that God has presented us to stand, to be regenerated. And the agent behind it all, the agent, the facilitator of of regeneration is the life-giving spirit, the process and consummated triune God coming into us. Amen. And the means of receiving this life-giving spirit is by faith, the God-given capacity to, ha- to believe in Christ. Where, do we, where are we regenerated? Well, I'll tell you what, it's not in our, body, our flesh, no, it's not in our soul, but it's in our human spirit, the place where God has made for us to contact, obtain, and enjoy Christ. So the result of our regeneration is to become children of God. So we have this new life in us. So not only is he our creator, he is our father. Not only are we the creation, we are now children of God. Those with his life and nature. So what is the goal of us being regenerated? Well, Jose Luis showed us this eternal purpose that God has, right? Well, he, he desires that we would be conformed to the image of his son. So we go through this organic process to then return to his eternal purpose to gain expression, uh, corporate expression in man. This is regeneration. <laughs> okay, thank you, brothers. Okay, now, um, <clears throat> that, I don't know how much time they did, but maybe two minutes, okay, two minutes or three. Josh and Austin are going to explain to us what we would like to do now with you. Okay, come, come forward. Okay, so um, we just want to give you guys some tips um, regarding how to practice getting this outline into you and being constituted with this outline. And so um, the basic idea is to get a skeleton down and then slowly add the meat, the meat to it so that it flows, okay? So um, let's say for this outline, right, um, it'll be like, first you want to just get the bullet points and then the, the main idea of the title, right? So regeneration, we have the, the meaning, the need, the basis, right, the agent, uh, and the means, the place, the result, and the goal, right? Just to get that down. And then um, you slowly want it for each of the points, right? Then you start to add a little bit of content, right? Regeneration, what does it mean? It means to be born again. And the main content that you can um, add to the point um, would be something, ideally it would be something that you would pull from the verses that are under that point. Um, so that eventually you can make it into the conversation. That um, eventually you can speak the whole outline in somebody um, who is walking to class, right? What, you know, you, know uh, you approach them, you're like, oh, I'm busy. Oh, I can walk with you, right? And in those 30 seconds, right, you can speak to them um, the main essential truths concerning regeneration, right? The commencement of God's complete salvation in its organic aspect. Um, so this is um, how we go about it. 
Um, so now, how much time? How about we pair up in twos just with your neighbor? Um, we're going to have, I guess, seven to, about seven minutes to practice. And then be ready because some of you might be called up to, um, to practice up here. So. Okay, so now, go ahead. Seven minutes. With your neighbor. With your neighbor. Okay, time's up. Time's up. Seven minutes. Okay, now, we're going to go by localities very quickly. I want to taste some riches from Lubbock. About two. Two from Lubbock. Yes. Okay, you and who, who, who is your partner? Okay. So the meaning of regeneration is to be born anew. It's not a reformation of my human flesh, to, but, but to be born again. So why do we need regeneration? It's because I am dead and I need life. I need the Lord's life and the Lord gives life abundantly. So what's the basis of regeneration? It's that we're justified by grace through faith in Christ Jesus so that in the eyes of the Lord, I can be righteous. Uh, the agent... The agent is through uh, the Spirit, the life-giving Spirit, which Christ became. And the means is by faith, not out of works of myself. All of this occur regeneration occurs in, within the Spirit Amen. and results in being children of God who receive His life Amen. and His divine nature. Amen. And the overall goal is that we would fulfill God's purpose, which is to be confirmed conformed into the image of his son Amen. and be firstborn brothers and sisters in his plan. Amen. Very good. Okay. Very good. Just excellent, brothers. How about somebody from what locality? Edinburgh? College Station. Okay. Okay, somebody else. Okay, quickly, brothers. Okay, amen. So, uh, so, uh, hey, Johnny, do you know what regeneration is? No, what's regeneration? So, uh, so the regeneration means to be born anew. But it, 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 so it, it doesn't mean to just be born uh, in the sense of uh, like symbolically or figuratively, but it actually, it's an actual birth. And uh, there's a, there's an, and why would you need to be born again, Johnny? Do you know? No, why would I need to you need, you, you need to be born uh, because uh, right now, or be, before you're regenerated, you, you don't have the life of God. But when you're regenerated, you actually receive the life of God. And there's, there's a basis for this. Uh, God's righteous, right? Amen. And so he, he, he's not going to, uh, to dispense himself into a, a dirty vessel. So he actually, he, he went through this marvelous process so that he could actually uh, pr uh, provide this basis for us, and that's a judicial redemption. Amen. And uh, there's, there, there's also an agent who accomplishes this. And, uh, and not, only does he, uh, not only is there an agent, there's also a means. And the agent is, is the life-giving spirit. Amen. 
Amen. So the so the life giving spirit gives the life of God to you, and and he does it uh, on the by means of of faith. Amen. And uh, uh, the pl- okay, so you want to tell me? Yeah. And then there's the place, uh, and we see in John three six it says that which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. So the place we're regenerated is in our spirit, our human spirit. And then the result of gener- regeneration. 1 John 1.12 says, As many as received him, to them he gave the authority to become children of God. So the result is we are children of God. And the goal is that we are conformed to the image of his son. You see this in Romans 8.29. And we're for, um, firstborn among many brothers. Hallelujah. Thank you, brothers. Excellent. Okay, uh, I feel that we can squeeze. I would love, I would love to hear sisters. Two? Who? Two sisters. Okay. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. Kessia, did you know that there's a meaning to regeneration, and that actually it means to be born anew? Um, to receive the life of God. And actually, as human beings, we actually have a need and a lack. Um, Even before the fall, man needed God's life. And so the need of regeneration is actually because we need God's life. Um, There's a basis of regeneration, and it's very beautiful because the basis is just God's righteousness. And so we're justified by God's righteousness because Christ died for us. And so he has to accept that offering. Um, There's actually an agent called the life-giving spirit that gives life to us and the means is our faith so we just believe by faith and the life-giving spirit comes to us and uh yeah now it's your turn (laughs) okay so we all know that the place we all know that the place is within within our spirit because like mr luis said it's there's a big difference between our soul and our spirit so god will reside there and will glorify within that. Then the result is that our spirit has been born of God, and so we have eternal life, not just to live forever, but to glorify God and his son forever. The result is that of that... Wait, that was the result. Okay. The goal is that we have many sons of God um, worshiping and becoming his church, his bride, for Jesus to return and to claim his bride so we can start a life anew and start the new Jerusalem. Okay, all together. Meaning of regeneration. Very good. Then, the need of regeneration. We lack God's life, so we need God's life, right? And then the basis of regeneration. Very good. Very good. Justification by grace through faith. She was paying attention. Very good. Okay, then... The agent and the means of regeneration. The agent. The means. Faith. And if you want to say it more accurately, is God's gracious gift of the precious faith by which we believe in Christ, receive the Spirit, and are born again. Okay? Then, the place of regeneration. Very good. 
than the result of regeneration. We become children of God, possessing God's life and nature. And then the goal of regeneration. Some of you didn't say it, but I want you to say it. What is the goal of regeneration? Very good. Very good. Lubbock, you did very well. The fulfillment of God's eternal purpose to have many sons conform to the image of Christ for his corporate expression. That's the goal. Okay? You did wonderful. So now we are going to close. Is that right?